How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. This is the Kimic Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. So, here we are. Here we are. In the middle of August. Can you believe it's August? Uh, yes, but no, but yes. Wow. I don't know. I feel like we teleported from January to August. It's like an alien abduction. <laughs> it just seems like this year has gone so fast that it it's like, it feels freakishly late or, you know, it seems like time has really accelerated in this year. I might be the only one, but it, the few people that I've talked to said, you know, it's hard to believe. It's been kind of a bizarre summer for us because usually it's really, 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 really hot. But it hasn't been too bad. We've been really lucky. Some places have been just beyond scorching. Poor Texas. So, anyway, aliens and UFOs. That's what we're talking about. Aliens and UFOs. I'm sure you guys probably figured it out from our picture. It wasn't exactly subtle, but yes. Yeah, but it, it covered both bases, so yeah, that's good. Aliens. And UFOs. Yeah. Unidentified flying ostriches. That's right. <laughs> they can fly, can they? No. Well, <laughs> no. Not very well. Unidentified flying objects. That's right. Is what we are talking about. And the possibility mm. of extraterrestrials. Life outside of our wee little planet. Do you believe that there's life outside of our wee little planet? I think it would be silly to think not. Because mm. the universe is so expansive mm. that, and we don't know what's beyond our own galaxy. We barely know what is in our galaxy. So I feel like it would just be really close-minded to think that we're the only ones. Do you think they look like green men? Oh, I have no idea what they look like. I, yeah, maybe. I always wonder if they, like, can look like us. Mm. That would be kind of weird. Like that that movie. Do you remember where you put the glasses on and you can see? Oh, they live! They live. That was a good movie. Mm. So I am assuming you think it's possible that aliens exist. I do. I really never thought that there wouldn't. I... I I've always, I was a sci-fi geek too growing mm -hmm. up. So um, my, my my middle brother loved everything science fiction. So we would watch Star Trek and all that. And um, I've been getting into uh, Outer Limits. That's the one. <laughs> I've been really loving the Outer Limits. They had the old ones and then they redid them in the 70s. And those are awesome too. But there was one that I really like. I can't quite remember the name of the episode, but it's out of the old, original Outer Limits. And it's about an alien dad who comes to get his son from Earth. And uh, then at the end, they were just saying um, how they're probably not that much different from us. If you think about it, you know, they, they need shelter they need food they reproduce and mm -hmm. so they would care for their families and they would have know. to communicate in some way shape or form right right whatever that would look like but yeah. there would be some kind of 
communication. But I think, yeah, just like even on Earth, you know, we don't look a lot. You know, we we look there's all different walks of life and everything, but we all have that basic the basic needs and everything. And I think outside of our planet, I'm sure it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They just probably have different needs on different planets. But true, very yeah. true. Yeah. Well, and I was also raised. You know, as your child, I was raised on Twilight Zone and things like that. So I've also very much enjoyed sci-fi stuff. Doctor Who is another big thing. So I just I feel like it would be very narrow minded to think that there wouldn't be when there's just so much out there that we don't even know. Right. So then all of the there, there's a lot of. Tales and sightings and coincidences that seem interesting. So, do you think they look like little green men? I think they probably look like all kinds of things. Mm, Me too. I I would imagine. I would imagine there's probably alien life forms that can shapeshift and be invisible, like Predator. (gasps) Um, that burrow under the ground, that fly above us, that Mm. are 12 feet tall, that are, you know, one centimeter tall. Do you believe in the reptilians that are theorized to live beneath the crust of the earth and run the world? I bet you there is just such a vast, you know, territory of all kinds of things out there. That you will probably never, in, we have such finite little brains and everything, mm-hmm. but I think that it, I believe in a big, vast existence and, mm-hmm. and things that we will never be able to wrap our little pea brains around. Mm-hmm. That's that's me, though. And I like to think of, think of outside of just our little existence. Mm-hmm. I To me, it would be very sad to just always put your thoughts in such a small little box and just think that this is all there is seems very disappointing Mm -hmm. and very sad to me very very limiting and i just don't believe that when when you even stop and think just about the human body just like one part one little part you study even the eyeball, just the how intricate the eyeball is and what it can do. And that's just one body part. Um, you know, even if our earth was, you know, a different temperature, it could kill us or, you know, just little tiny little changes in our environment can be deadly to us. Or, you know, it can be life giving. So, um, Yeah. So I believe in vast things. That's that's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you believe that they're little green men? Do you believe that you you do you limit yourself to? Oh, I definitely don't limit myself. As I said, I feel like that would be very narrow-minded and silly to think that we're the only ones that out there. That, and even if you want to look at it from like a data point of view, the amount of sightings and theories and stuff like that 
in my opinion, definitely point to there being something. I don't know what is the something, but definitely something because there, I feel like there wouldn't be that many coincidences without there being something. That many sightings. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I didn't pick a word, uh, uh, like a strange word or anything. I did pick one word that we all know, but uh, how to say it in different languages. So I thought, well, probably if you did see an alien or a flying saucer, or <laughs> you would probably ask for help. Or, you know, if one approached you, you'd probably, help. So I picked the word help. I thought that would be, <laughs> I need somebody, help. <laughs> so, help in different languages. And I apologize for brutalizing some of these, but just go with it. So, uh, in Korea, it's pukta. In French, it's aid. In Italian, it's ayuto. In Chinese, it's bangchu. It's cute because I'm watching these Chinese dramas and I heard bangchu. <laughs> that's, that's really cute. In Ukrainian, it's dopomokte. In Norwegian, it's yelp. In German, it's helfen. In Spanish, it's ayuda. Ayuda. In Japanese, it's herupa. In Thai, it's chuoi. In Russian, it's pomish. In Polish, it's promots. Pro pro Butchered that one pretty nice, did we? <laughs> we're, we're doing the best we can. In Greek, it's voitia. What? I thought that was kind of fun. That is interesting. It's a very important word to know. Yeah. And there are some that it's help. It's pretty close to help. You know, like even Norwegian, it's Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> it's like go yump in the lake. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, so, I picked, I'll do a song. Should yeah. we do a song? We'll, we'll, go, we'll into go into a into song. So, I picked Secret Messages by ELO because, yeah, I picked ELO before. But for anything that's extraterrestrial or otherworldly, ELO always comes to mind for me. So I picked Secret Messages, which is off the Secret Messages album that came out in 1983. So, Secret Messages by ELO. Go! Secret Messages by ELO. Yay! I love ELO. Uh -huh, me too. I'm so thankful that I got to see see him in concert. That was epic. <laughs> epic. But I agree with you. Every time I think of sci-fi stuff, there are certain musicians that come to mind. And ELO is definitely one. I mean, they had the spaceship stage mm. that they did. That was mm -hmm. super cool. So, and no one's really replicated that that I can think of yeah, not, on that level. I'm really, really, yeah. So. That was really cool, especially for the time period. Mm. Spaceship stage, yeah. Yeah. 
And Doctor Who was big that mm-hmm. back then. Twilight Zone, all of that. Yeah. Outer Limits, Star Trek. Well, sci-fi really grew into popularity during like the 50s mm. when they had the big boom of the drive-in theaters. It was mm. great. You could have sci-fi movies at the drive-in, all that good stuff. Which is so cool. Just outdoor theaters and then, you know, the sci-fi movie. Just, I think it's pretty cool. Well, and then, you know, in the 70s came Star Wars mm. and Star Trek yeah. and that boomed in the sci-fi world really big. Yeah. Because, I mean, Doctor Who didn't really come over to America for a while. But there was had bits. access to it. Yeah. I, mean, I was watching it as a kid. Yeah. But it's here and there. Me. So. Um, I feel like it was one of those really, like, underground things. Oh, yeah. That it's didn't quite hit Monty popularity Python. until recently. Yeah. What's your song pick? So, my first song pick is Look to the Skies by Creature Feature. (laughs) Yes. And this one is about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's such a good movie. Yes. Speaking of possibility of shape-shifting aliens, Mm -hmm. Look to the Skies by Creature Feature. Look to the Skies by Creature Feature. I love that band. I love that band so much. I wish they would tour. I know. They never tour, but I wish they would. Me too. They did that one time, but it was Christmas. And yeah. the weather was so bad. I mean, that was also that was the last time. Man, I, 10, I 11 years ago. Yeah, it was 11, 12 ago. years ago. Yeah. They're still one of my favorite bands, though. I love Creature Feature. I mean, Curtis is still active. He still does stuff. I think he opened, like, a horror museum in California. He makes candles. He, he makes, makes candles. He opened the candles. October Country Club, which has candles and pumpkin seeds and all sorts of cool little spooky things. They have stickers and stationery and T-shirts. Yeah. All kinds of things. Oh, and I do want to make a correction from last time. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Daria Hlazatova from Ukraine. She's this amazing artist. If you guys don't haven't haven't seen her stuff on Instagram or Facebook, please check her out. Her last name is spelled H L A Z A T O V A, and it's Daria. But um, I I mentioned to her that I was going to give her a shout out. On the bread episode, but I totally forgot to write it down. And, you know, at this age, if I don't write it down, I just, and I knew there was something. It kept bothering me that I was like forgetting something. But I definitely wanted to give her a shout out. Her art is brilliant. Just, just the coolest art. And she also has puzzles too, which is so exciting. Um, but um, yeah, please support her. And just sending love to Ukraine and and, and Hawaii and everybody who's struggling. Um, you know, I'm sending out love and good wishes and 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 happy thoughts and yeah. So she's amazing. Um, I always like to give shout outs to some brilliant artists and she is definitely one of them. 
I like how she does. She'll do all kinds of like dances with different art tools and just how she stays positive through all of it is really, really inspiring to me. So, yeah. So thank you, Daria. You're amazing. I believe we discovered her through Amanda Palmer, didn't we? Did. We did. Yeah. Yep. Amanda Palmer mm-hmm. did a shout out to her and her art. Yes. A long time ago. I feel like it was a couple years ago. It was a while ago. Oh, yeah. But I've been following her for quite I've been a while. following her for a really long time. But it was because of Amanda Palmer. And mm-hmm. one thing I love about Amanda Palmer is that she always gives shout outs and acknowledgement to other really good artists. So I always find cool stuff yeah, through and, Amanda Palmer. And unusual people that you probably would yes. never like avenues that you would never even consider like going down. Um She'll open that door, which is always exciting. (laughs) So let's go into weird facts about UFOs. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. There was a total of 12,618 UFO sightings from 1948 to 1969, but only 701 of the sightings remained unidentified. Hmm. you know, figured out it was balloon or this or that or Sometimes all kinds of stuff. So things look weird. And the term UFO was first used in 1947 by the pilot Kenneth A. Arnold. And he used the term UFO or unidentified flying object. And it was used to describe any aerial object that was seen but not identified. And he was reporting a flying saucer that he had noticed so i think it's interesting and i'm glad that they decided to i guess go with the term ufo unidentified flying object instead of flying saucer Mm -hmm. because a lot of the reports of ufos that we have they're not all disc shaped there's a lot of them that are actually triangle shaped so i'm kind of glad we went with the object term because it's very inclusive, you know? Right. So, a secret panel was developed to investigate UFO sightings in 1953. Uh-huh. Because of the increase of UFO sightings, the CIA prompted the government to develop a secret panel in investigating the sightings. Uh, the Robertson panel was headed by H.P. Robertson, a, phys- a physicist at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena, California. And it included other physicists, an astronomer, and a rocket engineer. The, um, sorry, the R panel met for three days in 1953 and was briefed on military activities and intelligence. They reviewed the films and photos of UFOs and concluded there was no threat to national security. And most could be explained as known aerial objects. So they just, three days. Three days. That's all it took. Three days. I find find that suspicious. (laughs) It could be. But in one instance, I understand you don't want mass hysteria. Yes. So there is that. And people have a tendency to freak out. Yes. Over everything. Yes. Especially things they don't understand. And you really don't want that on one hand, you know? Yeah. I I get that. Yeah. I I get that, too. I just, I'm like, 
But also, mm. like, like there was 12,000 sightings, but only 701 couldn't be explained. So, yeah. which, again, I mean, humans are fallible creatures. We see things that don't exist all the time. Hmm. So I understand that. I think that is true, that of the 12,700 were not identifiable. But what about the 700 that are not identifiable? Right. What are they? Well, I think there's always, a. you could always create fear of anything. Oh, absolutely. Always. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can be, if there's people that are afraid of their microwaves and there's people <laughs> afraid, you know. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's, it's, it's. But it's Valid. true, you can be afraid of everything mm -hmm. and you can live your life in total, total fear. But I don't think that's very healthy. It's not. Even as someone with an anxiety disorder, it's not healthy to hide from everything. You right. want to challenge yourself. I mean, do it in baby steps. Do it where you're comfortable. But mm -hmm. it is important to, you know, live life. And enjoy it. Yes, because everything is a risk. It's true. Uh, I was talking about to my granddaughter too about the risk of everything, and you really could just cause yourself a panic attack just by worrying about mm. what's in ramen or what's in this or what's in that or you know, mm. it's always something. There's always something to worry about. Whether you're going to be here next week, whether you're going to, you know, I don't mm. know. Whether driving to the store is going to be a good idea that day. Mm. And you're having a panic attack. Yeah. I don't know. But I think there's sort of a peace in just knowing that in your heart that everything's going to be okay. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Okay. If we have an alien invasion, maybe it'll be for the better. Who knows? Maybe they can turn around the planet and, you know, cause it to to flourish instead of trying to, you know, incinerate us. I don't know. Also, just accepting the unknown as the unknown. You're not going to know everything. You're never going to know what's going to happen until after it happens. Mm -hmm. So trying to find an acceptance in that oh, is like really peace. freeing. Yeah. yeah. Just accepting that you're never going to know. Right. Except, right. okay, right. anything could happen tomorrow. Anything. But, you know, it, and that's the thing, too. It could be for the best, but you're never going to know until you try. So you might as well just live. And if you live in fear, you don't know what tomorrow's going to be. So you're paralyzing yourself today in something that hasn't even happened yet. So are you afraid of aliens? Do you think it's something to be feared? Does it scare you, the idea? You know, I think as a young person, I was pretty fearful all the time. And then I kind of got to a point, I think it was, like I've probably mentioned, I've had so many near-death experiences, it's not even okay. Like, I was eight now, probably, um, that I stopped fearing. I got to the point where I've had a lot of um, things I cannot explain, uh, interventions or whatever you want to call it, on a different level that I really don't. Health-wise, I, you know, I deal with health, all kinds of stuff. But I'm always grateful that I'm here. And I'm like, my generation, we didn't think we'd see 40 or past 40. There was the whole scare that it was going to be the end of the world. We're going to eat each other, all this stuff, you know, just, just bad, bad things. 
And so when I hit 41, I was like, yay. And then 50, I was like, whoa. And here I'm almost 60. And I just celebrate every day, Hmm. every day. Yeah, yesterday might have been a hellish day, but that doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be a bad day. But This is kind of, in a way, sarcastic, in a way, dark humor. But I also find it a little funny and interesting that your generation thought that Y2K was going to be the end of the world. Oh, yeah. And you weren't going to live to see 40 because Y2K was going to be the end of the world. My generation, I think by the time I was like 15, I lived through five apocalypses. Yeah. You had like the one big one. Mine was like, oh, yep, there goes another apocalypse. Oh, end of the world. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Mm. And I think at this point, my generation has just developed a bit of humor around it because it's happened so often to us at such a young age that the end of the world apocalypse type of things don't really scare us, I think. Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't think anybody will know. Well, yeah, I don't think anybody will know. I think for my generation too, just the way we've been surviving and the way that the, the, you know, the environment of the world has changed both socially, politically, economically. I feel like my generation is more concerned with being able to, you know, like ever buy a house, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas stuff like alien invasions, we're just kind of like, eh, that's cool. Are they going to give me a house? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think basic needs. There is a bit of a shift there as far as like the social consciousness, whereas, you know, your generation could eventually work and have a house and a family Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And it's not so likely for my generation that we're not just scared of outside things. We're scared of just what's happening right now. Right. The basic survival Mm -hmm. elements I think have, have changed. Uh, Yeah. Are you going to be able to feed your family? The cost of everything is ridiculous. But also I think my generation too, um, I feel you can always turn it around. We have ignored our planet and all the signs, and mm-hmm. we are reaping the, you know, all the percussions of that, the repercussions of not listening to what yeah. we should have. Yeah. But I, I always believe in a hope that we can still turn it around. Oh, me too. Me too. It may seem like, it, I don't know. I don't know what would change it i don't know um i think things will always in some way shape or form work out it might not be what you think it might not be what you expect or even what you hope for but in some way shape or form i do think things will work out Mm -hmm. i think uh to be grateful Mm -hmm. on whatever level that you're at is key Mm -hmm. to a survival just the little things be grateful in the little things every day will cause kind of a peace. And if everybody could just focus even on the little things, I don't know, having a fresh cup of coffee in the morning, it might be insignificant to, you know, world peace, but for that moment in your own surroundings, you have that peace of, you know, a warm shower, food on your plate. It might not be the food that you'd like to, you know, purchase for your family, but 
you know, to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for supper as opposed to nothing. So I think gratitude and moving forward with a mindset of gratitude and have a faith that that and it will take us all. I don't care what anybody says. You divide us and we are sure to fail. Mm. So it's it'll take all of us because all of us are brilliant on every walk of life. We all can bring different things to the table. And the more we become a community all over the world the greater our chances of survival. And that's how I feel about that. I think so, yeah. too. What's your next song? I feel like we're oh, about let's do due a song. for a song. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. I picked Vix. <laughs> Not that we pick Vix often. The double X in the house. But this song has been my thing right now. Is so. Parallel by Vix. And even though it doesn't have N, N, I miss N. This song is so good. I love this song so he's, much. He and, sings on the song, though. He's just not in the video. Okay. So he, he was, I guess, in the military when they made the, yeah. the video. Yeah. Um, but I love this song. So I picked Parallel. And it was on the Parallel LP Japanese version. So, And it came out in 2019. Let's go. Parallel by Vix. Yay! That song gets stuck in my head and I just want to hear it over and over again. Such a good song. And we got over the hurdle of Robbie's trial mm -hmm. and we we had good results. So, yay! It went well. We love you. And we're we gonna, believe in you. We'll always be here for you. Yep, we're going to keep and waiting for Ravi. We love him. Keep waiting for all of Vix. Mm -hmm. All of Vix. Well, the interesting thing about the fact that you picked parallel is there's a lot of theories and mystery surrounding the music video and even the theory behind the song parallel so for starlights who know the lore and for those that don't parallel was a music video that they released back in 2019 it was released on the real vix youtube channel through jellyfish but then it mysteriously disappeared and no one knows why. I mean, the quality of it isn't as good as some of like their previous concepts. It's a little. I love it though. I like it too. I love it. I'm just saying, so. I like it. But I mean, it's Vic, so at this point, I'm kind of like, I'll like anything you do because it's always well, good. Well, to me, space is hard to depict yeah. in a video anyway yeah. without it looking, you know, well, and taped this is, or, or uh, pasted or cheesy yeah. or. Well, and this is also, you know, 2019, it was a little side release. And at this point, they all have different kind of solo careers that they've all been working on. So I'm sure it was hard to get them all together to work yeah. on a video slash concept. But despite all of that, the video mysteriously disappeared without word from Jellyfish, without word from Vix. They never mentioned what happened to the video. It just disappeared. So, of course, there are starlights who have recorded it and re-uploaded it, so you can find it. But it's just one of those weird, like, huh, kind of things. But the fun part, and this makes my little starlight, ha starlight heart so happy, is that in the parallel CD, 
and in the song, they talk about how across all parallel universes in any incarnation of Earth, Vix will always come together and become Vix. No matter it's true. what, no matter what timeline, <laughs> Vix will always be six and they will always come together as Vix. And it's always going to be those three, those six. It's always going to be those six. And it will always be those members, no matter what incarnation they come in, in the parallel world. So us Starlights are like, there's some parallel universe where Vix is still together. Yes. It'd be true. <laughs> and you don't know. Do you believe in parallel universes? Yes. Why it's not? possible. Yeah, why, why not? not? Who it, knows? It does make me wonder what parallel me is like. Is parallel me like me? Or is parallel me not like me? I hope the parallel me is uh, a lot more successful than <laughs> does is there a, I don't know is there a parallel me what if you made a choice that made it so I never existed in the parallel world I would not like to think that what if you never made the choice to go to the party and you never met dad therefore in a parallel world I would not exist I don't know I don't know I'm sure there is a parallel universe where I don't exist it's like Doctor Who and it, when with with Rose Tyler and with her the dad. dog. Yes, the dog. And the dog is her because in that <laughs> parallel universe, yeah. her parents she never had the her. dog. Yes, Rose. So in, and that's just something to ponder. And one of the things that I love about Vix is that even in the concept with parallel, where yeah, it wasn't as fully developed as say like Jekyll and Hyde or on and on. But it still is deep enough to where you can you can dig into it. You can mm-hmm. really dig into that concept and be like, huh, I wonder. You better pick your song. I need to pick my song. So I just went back to my good old punk roots and picked I Turned Into a Martian by the Misfits. Okay. I turned into a Martian by the Misfits. <laughs> oh, <that's sighs> I love the Misfits. I love, I love old Misfits with Danzig. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> and see, this is one of those things that makes me believe with a whole heart that we will get a six Vicks comeback is because for decades, you would have never thought that Danzig would do a comeback with the Misfits. Literal decades. There was legal battles. There was angst. There was fighting. There was nasty words. And yet Glenn Danzig did a comeback with the Misfits after like, I don't know, 40 years. Did you witness it? No, I didn't get to go to that show. But Jen did. Yeah. So I, I have someone who witnessed it. So I know it happened. And see, that's the thing. And so I'm like, if Glenn Danzig can get back with the Misfits, anything is possible. I'm still so glad we met Jerry Only. I love Jerry Only. Jerry, Jerry Only loves us. Is amazing. And I have the towel from Jerry Only. I love Doyle. I love Jerry Only. And I love Danzig and his grumpy butt with his cats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just do. 
but what can we say? Bless Jerry only for keeping the band alive all He's those wonderful. years. He's so nice. <laughs> so let's go back to facts. Facts. Okay. In 610 BC, uh, a man by the name of Anazimander of ancient Greece first introduced the concept of cosmic pluralism or the assumption that there are worlds other than Earth that may have life. So there's that. What year was that? That was 610 B.C. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. A UFO is not the same as an extraterrestrial alien. Well, yeah. The term UFO refers to any unexplained object or light in the sky. It is not a term to describe an alien being. Most of all, most all of the UFO sightings are simply unidentified flying objects and not alien encounters. That is true. Okay. UAP is another term to describe UFOs. It means unidentified aerial phenomena as another term to describe unidentified sightings. They then put together a task force to detect and analyze UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to our national security. Thousands of Americans have taken out insurance against aliens. There's a great number of people who have taken out insurance against being abducted by aliens. And one insurance broker, Mike St. Lawrence, has been selling this insurance for 34 years. I'm sorry, but that is a scam. A 10 million alien abduction insurance policy only costs (laughs) $24.95. I'm sorry. That is a scam. I'm sorry. Who knows? That is a How are you going to prove that? How can you not? I'm just saying. How how can you prove that you were abducted by aliens to get your insurance? You're never going to be able to prove it. I don't know, microchips embedded in, I don't know. So astrobiology is the official science of extraterrestrial life with the interest of the search for life outside of Earth. An official study of it became necessary. Astrobiology combines techniques from many fields like astronomy, biology, chemistry, geology, and provide an understanding of the potential life forms. So astrobiology. Astro. Cool. I love that band. <laughs> uh, beginning in 1960 with Project Ozma, scientists have been trying to communicate with alien life. Hmm. In 1977, NASA created a mixtape to send to aliens, which I thought was great. That's a brilliant idea. It consisted of two records with the tracks of global music, greetings in different languages, and sounds of the planet. And the LPs were attached to two robotic probes that were launched that year to send a sign to, to ac- extraterrestrial civilizations that, that we exist. So That's pretty cool. We sent them a mixtape. See, it's always about music. We can always connect with music. You've seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind, don't you? And see, I think it's a great idea. However, and I know it was the only technology we had at the time, but they sent them an LP. Hmm. That's what I said. Like, what if they don't know what to do with that? What if they just looked at it and they were like, weird. Like, 
Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the probe can play it. The robotic probe. Oh, maybe they had a record player in the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do they know to play it? How to play it? I don't know. Maybe just played. So many questions. Hi. Just go with it. Okay, I'm going with it. Sorry. <laughs> In 2006, when scientists began to look for sound signals in space, they were surprised to hear a mysterious roar. They used an instrument that was able to pick up radio waves from the heat of distant stars. Hmm. So stars roar. Roaring stars. Burning. Mm. So I would assume that they would roar, make a sound of some kind, even though you can't really sound in the vacuum of space is debatable. There have been more UFO sightings in northern states than in southern states. Huh. You're more likely to see a strange sighting in like Washington, Montana, Vermont, Alaska, and Maine. But places like Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, and Alabama have the least amount of sightings. You want to know something really interesting is the sightings of certain cryptids directly coincide with the amount of UFO sightings. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not all cryptids, obviously, but like right. alien type cryptids, like melon heads and stuff. The amount of sightings directly coincide with UFO sightings. Now, you talked about saucer shapes. <laughs> it says along with typical saucer shapes and cigar shaped ones, because they've said uh, um, that, that have been spotted. Mysterious black triangles have also been repeatedly spotted because they are found consistently hovering. They are thought to be doing surveillance of some kind. Ooh. I've heard a lot about the triangles. I find that very interesting. And in 1948, uh, glowing green fireballs were spotted in New Mexico military areas several times. And in recent years, there have been reports of green fireballs sighted all around the world. So, hmm. if other countries have as many UFO sightings as we do. I don't know, but they say that a lot of them happen around nuclear plants. Hmm. So. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want a joke? I got a lot of jokes. Can we jump into a joke before we do another song? Sure. Okay, what do you call a spaceship that drips water? What? A crying saucer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought that was cute. That one's cute. That one's really good. Where do aliens go to school? Where? At the universities. The universities. (laughs) Uh, I'll do one more. Okay, one more. Let's go one more. What did the aliens say to the garden? Hi. I don't know. Take me to your weeder. It's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> good. That's good. Take me to your weeder. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, so I'll pick my last song. My last song. Let's go. I decided to pick Englishman in New York by Sting. That came out in 1987. Because like I said, we're all aliens. Hmm. All of us. Um, I took it down... Just, you know, we were doing it out, out of worldly, but I took it just on a human level. Um, you know, you, 
if you were American going anywhere else in the world, you would definitely be an alien in wherever. They could tell just by the way you talk or the way you dress or the way you act. I mean, so, even if us humans went anywhere else, we would be aliens. So, yes. Technically, we are the aliens. So, Englishman in New York by Sting. Englishman in New York by Sting. And it was off the Nothing Like the Sun album. Oh. 1987. <laughs> I was telling her, I, I started watching Only Murders in the Building that came back, and now Sting comes to mind when I think of that. <laughs> I love Sting in that show. That that show is fantastic. Oh, it's so funny. Well, my last pick, it's, it's along those same lines. I picked Alien by Han from Stray Kids. Yeah. And it was one of his solo tracks that he released as the SKZ player Mm -hmm. that they then later released on the album SKZ Replay that had all those solo songs on there and all those like unit songs on there. And, you know, sometimes even among your own people, you just feel kind of weird. You don't fit. You kind of feel like an alien sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's like school started up and Mm -hmm. how you really... Sometimes feel like an alien in a new classroom, uh, new students. Will you fit in? Will you not fit in? Mm-hmm. I know a granddaughter, she she was excited to go to school, but nervous at the same time. And I thought, you know, most likely the same students. But there's always that little nervousness yeah. when you're starting a new, a mm-hmm. new grade, a new semester. We all know that. (laughs) School can be make you feel very alienish. Yup, it's a feeling you never quite forget. Mm. And so I picked Alien by Han. Yay! Go. Alien by Han from Stray Kids. I love that song. So I got two more jokes. Okay. What do you call a tick on the moon? What? A lunatic. <laughs> a lunatic. <laughs> I like that. Oh, good kind of summer one. <laughs> what kind of music do plants sing? What? Neptunes. Do planets. I said plants, oh. didn't I? I'm sorry. Yes. What kind of music do planets sing? Neptune. Neptune. I got you. Yes, I yes, got yes. you. At least I corrected my mistake this time. Because <laughs> you were going. Plants? I was like, plants. I Neptune. couldn't read my writing. It happens. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> After I said it, I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. If it's not your writing, it's the shadow I cast on your papers. So. Yeah, that's always nice. <laughs> Sorry. So, dramas. Dramas. I've been watching uh, Chinese dramas. That's what I've been. I'm watching two back to back. Noise. Because it's kind of fun that way. I don't know why. Crazy people watch two at a time. But I'm watching To Be a Brave One. And it stars Darren Chan from Meteor Garden. He's the Taiwanese actor that I really like. Mm. I like that one. And then I'm also watching the Chinese drama She and Her Perfect Husband starring Xu Kai that played Chessman in Falling Into Your Smile. So, yay! 
those little dramas. Very my cool. Happy, my little happy spot. My happy lunch you spot. You gotta have a happy spot. You know, they've been nice. They really have been. So, yeah. I like all of them, too. I like Korean ones and Japanese ones and Chinese ones. And they're just a little bit different. But, yeah, they're all good in their own way. i kind of been really enjoying just one that doesn't take a whole lot of mental thought to uh, yeah. stay on what's going on. I'm still watching Watcher. I love it. It's really good. But for some reason, it's been slow for me. Some are more draining than others. And if you don't have like the mental energy to expend on a drama, sometimes you just want something simple. And I think it's probably because it's the summer and I tend to like thriller things more like fall Mm -hmm. time. I don't know why. It's colder. Give it a month or two. Yeah. 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 I'm not that far from being done. Um, but yeah anyway that's what it is so next week next week is going to be a puzzling episode (laughs) i'll just leave it at that (laughs) thanks you guys for listening we Mm -hmm. love you keys so much we appreciate you guys always taking the time to listen to us and and you can always give us a shout out on topics that you'd like to hear about because We just, you know, randomly pick here and there what sounds fun to us. We always try to um, find topics that maybe we can talk outside the box with, too, which is fun. Um, But, yeah, if you guys, if there's something, like if you guys really liked when we did the the record uh, reviews, if you like those a lot, we'll do more of those or whatever. And you can always get in contact with us on our Instagram, and that's Kimmick Podcast on Instagram. And I link it in the show notes, so be sure to check that out, as well as all the songs on this episode will also be linked in the show notes. Yeah. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for listening to us, and and we appreciate your support. One One day, I would love for this podcast to just be a huge uh, global connection for all of us on many levels artistically you know musically intellectually all the above anyway keep singing keep dancing we believe in you Mm -hmm. we love you stay strong Mm -hmm. drink lots of water drink Drink lots of water stay hydrated yeah speaking of which i need to go drink water after this episode and just hug somebody and if you don't have somebody get a get a support teddy bear or get something and and Hug something and just, yeah. And let it go. Let it go. Let that stress go. It's a killer. And on that note, this was the Kimmick Podcast. <laughs> I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. And we'll talk to you next time. We love you. Bye. Bye.